The Indiana Hoosiers win a game that they just shouldn't have won. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Man, it is the Locked On Hoosiers podcast. I'm your man, Jacob Goins. Thank you so much for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen each and every day, even if it is after a uh, depressing win, if that if that's a thing. We're going to talk about that here on the show today. But thank you so much for making this your first listen each and every day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Indiana defeats Moorhead State 69-68. to They shouldn't have won this game. I'm just being honest with you. Okay, this was an embarrassing effort for Indiana Hoosiers and for Indiana basketball in the state of Indiana. Okay, this was a terrible performance until about the eight-minute mark in the second half where Indiana goes on some crazy 19-4 to run or whatever it ended up being, and they somehow win the game over Moorhead State 69 to 68. And before we get to the stats, before we start breaking this thing down, this can't happen. This can't happen. Like, it's not that it was, look, I have people texting me during the game, right? Is this a Kansas hangover? Are they just lulling after the loss to Kansas this weekend? I don't think so. I don't think it is. And here's what I told them, and I'm going to tell you this as well. This isn't the first time we've seen Indiana play crappy against a lower, lesser, bad opponent, right? This isn't the first time we've seen this this year. So you would think that the Hoosiers would have learned by now, hey, we have to bring our A game every single time or we can lose. We're not that good yet. But I guess they haven't learned that. I guess they haven't figured that part out. Congratulations, you win a game that you weren't supposed to where you got outplayed for most of the basketball game. So, look, good for them, okay? Good for us, right? Indiana wins, thankfully. But, holy smokes, man. Wake up. Act like you want to play. Act like you want to be there. And that first half was anything but that. Wow, we have a lot to talk about on the show today. If you're on YouTube, hey, drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel. We've gotten over that 1500. We're now climbing towards 2000. Would love to get there uh, in the next month or so. So help us out. Be sure you do that. If you're on any of your um, uh, pl- podcasting platforms, we're free and available wherever you get your podcast. So be sure uh, that you are subscribing, turning on notifications there as well. Indiana wins 69 to 68. That was one of the worst first halves of basketball I think I've ever seen. Not just from this Indiana team, just in general. Like, what an ugly half of basketball. Unmotivated, right? Not caring. Not really doing a whole lot of anything. You didn't turn the ball over a whole lot, right? 
There was just no urgency. That's the word I was looking for. Just no urgency at all. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it with this team when it's not a huge game. If it's not Kansas, they just don't show up. And yet, even sometimes in those big games, they showed up against Auburn. They just let Auburn run all over the gym, right? And that was a hot team that night. But this game, I mean, what in the world, man? And look, I've seen so many of you on social media and even in our YouTube comments as well talk about in a game like this, that's on coaching, right? If the team doesn't show up motivated, it doesn't show up ready to play against a lesser opponent like Moorhead State, that's on the coaching. And I've said that a bunch on this show. I have because I believe that. But at some point, at some point, we have to hold the players accountable, do we not? Do we not have to say, hey, Khalil Ware, hey, Malik Renu, hey, Trey Galloway, show up and be ready to play. Be leaders on this team and act like you give a crap and actually want to play in these types of games, even though it's only Moorhead State, which I fell into that trap. I did. I 100% fell into that trap of, eh, it's Moorhead State. Let's get right in this game, right? Let's move forward and learn and kind of get better from this game. Indiana didn't get better in this game. You won. That's a huge statement. That's a huge accomplishment in itself, given how you played, right? And we're going to get to the likes and dislikes from this game coming up in a little bit. And the likes is the last eight minutes of the game, almost. There were still some things, but can't be mad with a 20-4 to run to end the basketball game, to get you back in it, have some good defensive stops, and end up winning the game because of it, right? We'll get into that with our likes in a little bit. But man, you just weren't ready. Again, you just weren't ready. I put that on coaches, but in the game itself, in the first half, like you shouldn't need your head coach or your assistant coaches to say, hey, wake up, time to go. Like, hey, we're playing a basketball game. I don't get it, man. I absolutely don't get it. The Hoosiers win 69 to 68. You're at home too. You're at home in front of your home crowd. And I know the students are there. I know it's Christmas. We're less than a week away, but come on, guys. Come on, man. Gotta play with a little bit of urgency. Looking at some of the stats. Oh, goodness, man. Oh, my goodness. Um, you, you look at you look at the stats here. Your best player was Anthony Walker off the bench. I know I've been asking for the bench to step up and the bench to get better, and I looked for this game to be that game to do that. Um, And he did, absolutely. Without Anthony Walker, you flat out lose this game. So there's that for Mike Woodson and Indiana. He led you with all – he led all Indiana scores with 18. You had Trey Galloway with 14. That's good to see. He was 6 of 13. Not great from the floor. Two of four from deep, though. We do love to see that from Trey Galloway. You had Mackenzie Ivaca with 13. He has really started to come into his own. Shot it a little more than I wanted him to. Uh, his field goal percentage was pretty terrible, but he's making free throws. And shoot, he's about the only one that makes them consistently right now for Indiana. He had 13. Khalil Ware did get up to 10, which we're going to get to this in a second, too, with likes and dislikes. But how do you have Khalil Ware? your best player, your go-to player, your all-Big Ten caliber player, how does he go scoreless in 20 minutes of basketball? 
How does he go scoreless in the whole first half? Here's what shows how bad that was and how much of a mistake that was. Yeah, he scored your first eight points to start the second half and that 8-0 run to start the second 20 minutes. So yeah, you learn something. But then he only scored it two more times. So I don't know. And there's a lot to say there. The defense played him tough. They did, right? Credit to Moorhead State. They played him tough, but he's better than them. Give him the basketball anyway. Gabe Cups with three. He had the and one shot. Uh, he didn't make that one. Had another free throw. Uh, made that one. And Malik Renu with six. Uh, Kayla Banks had three. And CJ Gunn had two. Peyton Sparks played a four minutes, uh, but did not score the basketball. You got to give love to Lathan, man. That kid, that Jordan Lathan can ball. He can play. And my God, he had a career night just about. Kid scored 30 points on 11 of 21 from the field. Six of 10 from three. Are you joking? And the dude was dealing with contact problems the whole second half. So, and he still lit you up. So good for him, man. Good for him. He kept them in the ball game. Only one other player, Minix, the guy I thought was going to be the biggest problem in this game. He scored 10 and nobody else had more than double digits. So overall, Indiana wins. You shouldn't have. It was pretty for Moorhead State because they thought they had a chance. And they did. They were up double digits at the eight-minute mark. And somehow, someway, Indiana finds a way to win. You got to give credit to that. You got to give love to that. But man, our likes and dislikes are about to be ugly. I'm just about to let you know. We've got a lot to get to when it comes to our likes and dislikes for Indiana as they defeat Moorhead State 69-68. to We'll talk about our likes and dislikes from this basketball game coming up in just a second on Locked on Hoosiers. Today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So, hey, you could have bet on the Hoosiers to win this game. You were almost wrong, but you would have been right. And if you had put $5 on that through FanDuel, you would have won $150 if your team wins, which, of course, is the Indiana Hoosiers. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on to continue the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Well, let's get into some likes and dislikes here on this edition of Locked on Hoosiers. I appreciate you making this your first listen each and every day. Shout out to the everydayers uh, who are here each and every day with us Monday through Friday and on these reaction shows. Sometimes they're on the weekends and sometimes they're during the week as well. So wherever you are on YouTube, podcasting platforms, doesn't matter. I appreciate you being here each and every day. Likes and dislikes. We do this after each game in our reaction shows. And holy smokes, there's a lot more dislikes than there are likes. I'll tell you that much. We'll start with the likes. All right, we'll we'll have a little positivity here to start the segment. My likes are Anthony Walker, who had 18 points, 7 of 11 from the floor. He made his one three-pointer. I believe that was his first one of the year. 
and he went three of five from the line. He also had nine rebounds and no turnovers and played a really good 23 minutes of basketball. This is what I was looking for from the bench, right? This is what we wanted. This is what we thought this game could be was somebody like him to really get comfortable and get set and have his best game as an Indiana Hoosier. I just didn't know it was going to take that performance from him for the Hoosiers to win the game. I didn't know that was going to be the case, but I'm glad he did. Gosh, I'm glad he did, and you should be too. You should be too, because again, if you don't get a team leading 18 points from Anthony Walker, you lose this game, and you probably lose by double digits. You probably lose by 12 to 15 points if you're Indiana. So that should make you happy, the fact that he did what he did. What shouldn't make you happy as you get to dislikes is the fact that the bench had to save this team again against I don't know what word to use for Moorhead State. They're much better than I thought they were. They played their hearts out and credit to them. I mean, Lathan was their reason. They won, right? So each team had that guy, but Moorhead State's used to that, and that is their guy. Versus Anthony Walker, the Hoosiers don't rely on him like that, but yet they had to in this game. So Moorhead State played a really good game, and shout out to them. They're better than I thought they were. I'll admit that. I'll eat crow here. They're better than I thought they were. But it shouldn't take a a superhero effort from one of your bench guys for you to win the basketball game. And so as we get into dislikes, first and foremost is the effort. We've talked a lot about that. That was the that was the highlight during halftime from those on the broadcasts and on X and everywhere in between. I mean, that was the highlight was, man, that's probably the worst half of basketball I've ever seen. I heard that and read that so many times in that 20-minute halftime. It's unbelievable. And what was interesting was the team came out of the halftime locker room with six minutes left on the clock. Very short. I wouldn't say it was so sweet halftime speech from head coach Mike Woodson. And Indiana came out playing somewhat better. Their defense, I hated in the first half. And it came out and tightened up a lot in that second half, right? Much closer, much tighter, much faster, much more effort on the defensive end. And they started forcing some turnovers. And even off those missed shots, they started pushing the basketball very, very heavily. And we know that Indiana can play that when they want to. There's some teams they can't hang with that, right? But in this game, Indiana can outrun Moorhead State. Come on now. You can outrun them, outpush them, and outscore them. And Indiana didn't do that in the first half. It was just a very, hey, here we go. Yeah, yeah, here we go. We got another offensive possession. And eh, we'll pass it a couple times. We'll take this shot. Darn, we missed it. Well, I guess we should jog back to the other end of the floor. Here we go. Oh, there he goes. He scored. All right, well, let's do it again. You can't play that way. I don't care that you're better than this Moorhead State team. I don't care that you're more talented than them. That's a lazy mindset. That's lazy. And it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating to watch. So I'm glad that changed in the second half. I'm glad that this team and this coaching staff made adjustments in the second half, and I like to see that. But, man, you looked up at that eight-minute mark when that media timeout came, and you're thinking, oh, snap. 
Indiana's still down by 11. Nothing has changed in the second half. The Hoosiers had closed it in a couple times, right? They had made it a little bit shorter of a gap. But then you let the Lathan kid keep going off. And all of a sudden, you've got eight minutes to win this basketball game. And raise your hand if you were confident enough in this team to win. I didn't have my hand raised. I didn't have confidence. I was worried. I was flat out worried that this team was going to lose. We were going to have to hop on this show and talk about how embarrassing of a loss this was, not just the effort and the performance, but the loss itself. And somehow they pull it off. Somehow, some way, they pulled off the win. And you got to give credit in that 20 to 4 run that the Hoosiers went on. They looked like the Hoosiers team that played on Saturday. They looked like the team that almost beat the number two team in the country, the Kansas Jayhawks. So why why does it take a come-to-Jesus moment for this team to hit that gear, right? Why does it take somebody lighting a fire under your rear end for you to start playing like that? That's my biggest concern. That's my biggest worry. But I like that they finally went on that run. And gosh, when they did, they looked great. They were shooting the ball well. They were pushing the ball well. They were working the ball inside and then working it outside like they're supposed to do with Khalil Ware and Malik Renew, who I know Renew dealt with some foul trouble there later in the game. You had McKenzie Mbako taking some initiative, right? Taking good shots. Even that shot in the corner that he didn't take to get into the lane, I love seeing that, right? I love seeing him play with some confidence with the basketball in his hands. And I say this all the time, that kid, his shooting stroke is so nice. And every time he shoots, if it goes in, it is pure cash money. I mean, it is just nylon net and nothing but it. I mean, there's no rattling in for McKenzie and Baku. If that thing goes in, it's just pure net, which is so nice to see and hear. But those are the things that I like. And if Indiana plays that way for 40 minutes, man, it's going to be tough for teams to beat this team in the Big Ten. And I'm talking offensively and defensively. But out of a 40-minute game, you played that way for eight minutes. Eight minutes. That's how long you played like that. That's not good. That's bad. That's really bad. And you didn't have to play that way for 40 minutes to beat this team tonight. But you needed more than eight minutes for it to not be stressful, for it to not be worrisome, for it to not be, oh, wow, look at Indiana, hangover after Kansas. They're about to lose to the Eagles of Moorhead State inside of Assembly Hall. So at the end of the day, this team's got to be better. And I'm not saying play better. I'm saying be better. Have a better attitude. Have a better mentality. You can say whoever that's on, coaches, players, I don't care. Play better. Be better. Act like you want to be there. Because guess what? You've got two more games in a row that are just like this. Those teams probably aren't as good as this Moorhead State team. But my biggest concern is that this isn't the first time we've had this conversation, you and me. So how many more times are we going to have it? I don't know. It's frustrating. But what I do like as we wrap up this segment is you did win the basketball game. You won the game. The Hoosiers get another win, right, thanks to a good performance from Anthony Walker. You win the game, 
And at the end of the day, that says something because college basketball is wild right now. I've said that. And you did win the game. And that's a Moorhead State team. If they shoot like they did, or if Lathan goes off like he did, they're going to beat somebody. They're going to they're gonna get somebody somewhere down the line. And so Indiana winning that game, give them credit and put another win in the win column. But man, nothing's easy around here, right? Nothing's easy around here for this Indiana team so far. And so that is a like, at least, that they did win the basketball game. Well, coming up here on the show, we're going to talk a little college football. We'll shift gears as Indiana may have found their quarterback for 2024 as Kurt Signetti gets a big quarterback commitment for the class of 2024. That's what we'll talk about coming up in just a second on Locked on Hoosiers. But before we do, I want to remind you, as we have uh, numerous times, that uh, because it's really, really neat, you need to go check out Locked On Sports today because Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today is here for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Today's episode of Locked On Hoosiers is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. I use LinkedIn all the time. My business uses LinkedIn. And I'll say this. Everybody we've hired, which has been, I think we're going on four now at my current company, they've all worked out. They've all been really great, and they fit right in with what we're trying to do as a small business. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply well let's talk a little college football here on locked on hoosiers as we sort of change gears a little bit look we can yell a lot more about that basketball game but we have good football news to talk about so we may as well bring it up and what better way to do it than with the news of four-star quarterback Tyler Cherry committing to Indiana. Great name, by the way, right? A wonderful name. Tyler Cherry, the four-star quarterback from, from, a, uh, from the state of Indiana. He has committed to play for Kurt Signetti and this Indiana football team from the class of 2024. He's a four-star. Uh, his family is full of Indiana uh, grads, his grandfather played football here. Uh, his, I mean, so many of his, uh, some of some of his family members have played here. His mother went to Indiana. His uncle played baseball in Indiana, and his grandfather played football. So, while the guy is and the kid is grown to love Indiana, it's still a big decision for him to choose the Hoosiers because 
He also chose Indiana over Michigan State, where we've seen the quarterbacks that Michigan State has put out over the years, right? There's been some really, really good ones. And so this is a big win for Kurt Signetti and this offensive staff because you may have just found your quarterback, right? He said, quote, I just think the vision that Coach Signetti has for the program, I think they're going to take them to new heights and to championships, said Tyler Cherry, the four-star quarterback commit to Indiana. That's strong. That's really, really strong for a quarterback commit to say those things about your first-year head coach at a program where he's yet to coach a game and a staff that he doesn't know a whole lot about because most of them came from James Madison, right? So for a big-time quarterback to buy into the program like this, that is big, big news. Uh, He's visited the last two weekends. Uh, He was on an official visit this past weekend. Uh, did uh, did Cherry, and he is the according to two four seven. He's the nation's number eighteen quarterback in the class. So a top twenty quarterback in the class of twenty twenty four. Which if you haven't looked at those quarterbacks, there's some really good ones, right? So a big time quarterback commit, just a big time commit in general. It's your eighteenth commit of the class for twenty twenty four for Kurt Signetti and this Indiana football team, and. So much pressure goes on recruiting a quarterback. So much pressure goes on getting the right guy, the right kid to be the future of the program because it's a big deal. And you have to be happy with what he's bringing in from this cherry kid. His senior season, he went 218 for 305. So 218 completions and 305 pass attempts, nearly 3,200 yards, 34 touchdowns, and only six interceptions. That was a senior, right? As a junior, he was 65% completion for twenty, almost 2,300 yards, 22 touchdowns, and winning a state championship. So from his junior year to his senior year in high school, he put up almost 1,000 more yards, and he put up 12 more touchdowns. That's called improvement. That's called growth. So what can he do coming to play Power 5 football? That's going to be on Signetti. That's going to be on this entire offensive staff. And development is going to be key. But here's what's interesting and cool about this whole situation for me personally and and kind of my opinion on this. This will be the first true mold that we get to see of a development in the quarterback room, offensively, and just on the team. Because what do we know about high school recruits and high school commits and high school kids, right? Some of these guys are really, really good, including this young man. He's very good, but you can't come in and just expect him to be great and be great the entire time and not get any better when he gets here. So I'm excited because he's a highly rated recruit, and I'm excited because he could be your quarterback of the future, but I'm also excited because this is almost like an experiment, and I don't mean that in a bad way by any means. This is the first real opportunity for this new coaching staff to prove to you, the fan, to say, here's what we can do. Here's how we're going to make this kid better, and we'll see what he does throughout his time here. So I'm excited about it, man. I think it's a big win. Again, he chose Indiana over Michigan State, where, I mean, you could argue which one's in a worse spot right now. I know there's some things going on in Michigan State, but as I mentioned, they've put out some really good players over the years. So a big win for for Kurt Signetti, 
right? A big win for Indiana football. And you get the in-state kid, right? I feel like that gets overlooked a lot is the fact that you got the in-state kid. You're winning the in-state recruiting battles against Purdue. And you're you're not allowing other Big Ten schools to come into the state of Indiana where there's some serious talent in football here. You're not allowing them to come in and steal the talent. So look out for this guy. All right, look out for Mr. Tyler Cherry. I mean, that's a fitting name, is it not? He's got Cherry in his last name, and we don't have to connect the dots. I'll let you do that right there. And so I'm excited for that on the football side of things and so much more to talk about on the basketball side of things here this week on Locked on Hoosiers. Another game coming up this week. We'll have a uh, preview episode going up. Of course, we'll have a reaction episode coming up. Uh, We'll also have coming up next week, no show on Christmas Day. All right, so no show then with it being the Monday. I'm going to have that weekend to kind of spend with family, but we will have episodes produced the rest of the week during Christmas Day, and we'll have a reaction episode next Friday night as the Hoosiers wrap up their non-conference play. Then no show on New Year's Day. I'll actually be traveling the day before day of New Year's Day, but then back on the second, on that Tuesday, we're back and running every single day. So should only miss two days, right? Christmas on Monday, New Year's Day on Monday as well, uh, the following Monday, of course. So those will be the only two we don't have shows. Everything else will be exactly the same. So be sure you like the video if you're on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube as well. We're making the climb to 2,000 subscribers. I would love to get there, and I would love for you to be a part of that. If you're on any of your podcasting platforms, a reminder, we're free and available wherever you get your podcast. So be sure uh, that you are tuning in on there, turning on notifications across the board. And until next time, Hoosier fans, stay safe, and I will talk to you later.